With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin with The Good News. Hey, it is Angie with The Good News. Thanks so much for joining us, friend. Hey, I hope that you listen to the program and you're inspired. You get some hope. You know that... Uh, anything is possible with Christ. And uh, we've got a, a group of friends, and every week we have some uh, good news friends on, like a God squad. And I hope you feel like you're sitting around the table having coffee with friends because that's pretty much what we do every week. Eric Raymer is here, my radio host friend and PR person. Uh, Barbara, you also are a PR person. Yes. Uh, and uh, you and Lupe have a big event coming up, which we'll talk about at the end of the segment, about a second act for women over 40, which yes. Beatrice, you are the queen of the second act. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> truck driver, truck driver, drill sergeant, hairdresser, become writer, speaker. Friend. Wow. Pardon? Friend. Friend. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that's the most that's important the designation one. right there. Yeah. She's the awesome. best. She's the Amen. best. And also, Donna is here. So, a lot of the uh, dream team here. And uh, producer Dave as well. So, should we start with good news and then we'll chat about how life sometimes knocks us down? Yeah. <laughs> we'll start yeah. with it the does. good news. First. I have the perfect good news clip for that, too, just because uh, Steve Hartman came out with this really awesome story about this guy who was arrested for murder when he was like in his 30s and he was put in jail i want to say 47 years obviously they'll tell us in the clip 47 years is that he they say the longest commuted sentence in american history wow. anyway he just gets out of jail and they just kind of was like sorry boop you're out of here so and he's like i don't know what i'm supposed to do well one thing way he got through the whole thing and the injustice of being in prison was through art and his art is beautiful. So um, I suggest looking it up. It's really, really cool. And he uh, that's where Steve comes in because he's about to have his first art show where it's, it, now this guy's life has been transformed. So now what I have to do is use a ratio and proportion. To hear him talk, you'd think Detroit artist Richard Phillips was some kind of highly trained master. Into an abstract. But fact is, this is his first exhibit. And the man will be 73 next month. And his son. I'm sorry. Can you believe we're even having this conversation? <laughs> no, I can't believe it. He is America's most unlikely art phenom. You could have never imagined this. No. I'm just a young kid from the ghettos that's been through hell and high water and still here. Before becoming celebrated, Richard was incarcerated. In 1971, he was arrested for murder, a murder we now know he didn't commit. To pass the time and temper the injustice, he painted. There was something to do, occupy my mind. Better than putting X's on a calendar. Right. I could get off into one of my paintings and just be in there for hours and hours and hours. And that's how it was for 46 years until he was exonerated last March. That's more time served than any other exoneree in U.S. history. Unfortunately, after all that, the state just sent him on his way, 
without so much as a bus ticket. Now he's 73 with nothing but prison time on his resume. No one's going to hire a guy like that. In addition, the money he was supposed to get for wrongful incarceration, that's all tied up in the courts. How are you going to survive? I really didn't know. I thought maybe that I was going to have to stand out somewhere with a cup and beg for nickels and dimes. But then Richard thought of something he hadn't before. Maybe there was a way for him to make a living. Maybe he could sell his life's work. Wow. Hundreds and hundreds of watercolors. Do you remember painting each one? Every one. What's it like to have to sell them? It's painful because they're like my children. His lawyer and good friend, Gabby Silver, says that's the real crime here. Completely. Those paintings, that is all that man owns that represents his life. Which brings us to the most impressive thing about Richard. Yeah, I just dreamed a lot. Despite mistreatment after mistreatment, he has actually found a bright side in all of this. I could take my artwork and still make it in this world. His paintings are now selling for thousands of dollars. And it's all because after nearly half a century of wrongful imprisonment, Richard says there was no time left for self-pity. If you own one of these, you own a piece of history. <laughs> I have to get that in there because that's very important. Steve Hartman. You found yourself a career. <laughs> on the road in Detroit. Uh, being able to pitch. <laughs> being able to pitch, exactly. Well, no time left for self-pity. Yeah, who has an excuse after that? No kidding. No, that's right. That's oh. the truth right, right? there. And that's, that, you know, I hope he goes out and sells millions of dollars worth of paintings and then just goes back to the state of Detroit. Mm -hmm. I'm just to the state of Michigan and say, ha ha, see, I got my money. Y'all don't have to give me nothing. So after he was exonerated, he was surviving on 500 bucks a month in Social Security wow. and $89 in food stamps. That's mm. 589 mm. bucks mm. a month. And, you know, he had two kids when he went in that he wasn't able to see either while he was there. And his mom passed away while he was mm. in. Oh, wow. And he said that he picked out at a buffet after he got out of the casino, one of those casino <laughs> buffets. Golden Corral. Oh, that's no, great. Too. Yeah, a Golden Corral. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. All you care to eat, bottomless right. basket of breadsticks. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's the Olive Garden for you. <laughs> right, right. Chris, oh. oh, are you Italian? I saw all those gestures over there. <laughs> hey, hey, I was married to an Italian. Oh, yes, huh? I yeah, that yeah. Too. that's right. Oh, I wish him the best. Richard Phillips, if you want to see his art, if you uh, look up Richard Phillips' art, you'll see the it. The art it's is just really beautiful. cool, too. It beautiful. is. Colorful. So, was he not paid yeah. anything from the state? It's tied, it's up, tied in court. up in court. Yeah. So he will. Wow, but he might not, not even see wow. it in his lifetime, potentially. Right. No, I hope he lives to be 150. So he, he does can get look his. Really I'm young, just saying, because, I mean, he was exonerated. He didn't even do it. So don't get me started on that subject right there. He didn't even do it. Right. Okay. And he served and he all that he time. He was working at that point in time. I think he was see? working. Uh, he had a job. I think he was working in the car industry. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, he, he, I just, that's his life was taken. beautiful human spirit he, he yes. carries, yes. though. Yes. I mean, honestly, and it's Because so, you could be so bitter and you just really sit in could. an apartment watching Judge Judy angry right. every day, right. Wheel of Fortune, getting mad <laughs> for Judge yeah, Mathis, sitting in all no income housing in your, um, your pity chair, right, your right. victim chair. Right. You know. A lot of these guys, you, it seems like a lot of them come out having been exonerated with this amazing yes. uh, 
attitude. I'll sadly, a, I mean, not sadly, but I mean, he's a man of faith, about, don't you think? Because that's all about has to, has to be. Has to be. Yep. Has to be. Has you to know, be. that uh, he has nothing to lose by being angry or bitter or I anything like right. that. Game. He's, he's, you know, he's got everything he needs. And obviously, he has to have that relationship with God. And no time to, for pity. Mm-hmm. That's right. No time, not at 70 something. He could waste the rest of his life feeling sorry for himself right. or really sure just could. live it up with what he has left. Sure and could. look, now the accolades he's getting for his art oh, yeah. and the positive yeah. attention yes. he's getting, he it's really beautiful. is becoming like a beacon of hope because I was just reading an article about him in a British newspaper. We're talking about him. He's on CBS Morning News with Steve Hartman. Wow. I mean, he is inspiring people around the world That's now yeah, because he chose to not focus on, yeah. uh, to, because he chose to forgive. Yeah. And when, when you have that heart, a heart after God, he will restore the years that the locust stole. Amen. He w- and he's Amen. doing that. Oh, You're seeing deep. that. I haven't yeah. heard that one in a long time. You're just seeing it come to fruition. God's giving him back a life and he's an artist and, you know, but that's that, you know, turning your heart and making it to, you know, conform to Christ. Beautifully said. Well, I think that that's the, I, I, I don't know how many times I've had this debate about forgiveness and for people, and I don't, I, I do think it is the blessing that God has given me that I have been able to forgive more, you know, and my father is, I guess, the best example for me. And after probably about 35 years out of our lives, when he called me, I knew that I'd forgiven him when I heard him say Angela, because like no one calls me Angela. <laughs> and so I knew it was him right away. And I knew I'd forgiven him. But when I have discussions with other family members that uh, that don't have weren't blessed with a forgiving spirit and I, I just came by it naturally god gave it to me it's not something that i like oh i'm so proud i'm so forgiving it's not from me but i'm so grateful for it because the discussions i've had about forgiveness a lot of people feel they're letting people off the hook and that they're saying mm-hmm. that like well i deserve to have this anger i deserve to be to have this resentment because of what was done to me and one discussion I have a lot with a close family member is, well, most of the people that you're angry with and holding this over them, they're dead. And so, you know, all these years later to still let them control you with incidents that you can remember with such, you know, detail from maybe 60 years ago is mind blowing to me that the details are still so fresh in your mind. And I don't think that's a blessing at all to be able to remember things so specifically when they were like an affront, um, you know, uh, from childhood when you're now a senior. So with that said, um, forgiveness is so important i think this guy is a prime example because what a wasted life if he would have then gone on from that wrongful incarceration and then gone on to this you know um back to some horrible neighborhood where he just talked about how he was wronged and wasn't a good example to young people and now he's just become this bright light around the world i mean look at the two look at the two options Yeah. Well, and I yeah. think what it's so beautiful about this, in addition to forgiveness, I think it's also the fact that you own how you choose to react to a situation. That's right. Yes, I like that. You can either be spiteful, you can kind of mm-hmm. dwell in this negative space, or you can make rise comments. up. You yeah. know, you can find any, uh, you know, uh, any opportunity to make some comments. Absolutely, right? Mm-hmm. But 
if you look at it from the perspective of I own how I react to something, I think you yourself, like you were saying earlier, Angie, you take that control back. That's right. right. And you define it. And you That's define good. and you set the standard for how other people hopefully see you and how the world and um, and how the world sees you, right? So I think that's a really beautiful lesson to kind of see what this man has done with his and life. And a lot of people um, in family situations, maybe not in his per se, but that have hurt you, they're hurting. Like, you know, when I think back to my dad, so he was an alcoholic and he was without his parents and his dad was an alcoholic. And you know what I mean? Like they're hurting. Absolutely. So I saw us as collateral damage, not him ever specifically trying to hurt us. And um, I think that so many times the people were so angry with, like they're broken. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't, they weren't like, put, in many cases, weren't specifically pinpointing you that their own damage and pain, you were hurt because of what they were dealing with. So that's another thing, like forgiving them because they're broken. Mm-hmm. Amen. And I want to piggyback on what Donna was saying and, and give the scripture to Barbara um, that Donna was quoting. That Barbara's it's, mother probably has given to her on many occasions. <laughs> that's probably right. So. <laughs> probably so. And it's Joel, Joel 2, 25 through 27. It says, I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten, the cankerworm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you, and ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God that hath dealt wondrously with you and my people shall never be ashamed and ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I am the Lord your God and none else and my people shall never be ashamed this gentleman wow. he will never be ashamed That's right. because of the chills. things that he's already been through God's yeah. going to restore everything yeah. That's right. Concerning that, you know, and that's a good thing. Wow. Just take that one step uh, further and and go into Isaiah chapter uh, 54, verse 17. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. This man was wrongfully incarcerated for 40 some years, uh, but he chose to make himself productive. That's right. Mm -hmm. You know, he couldn't keep that art in the the jail, so he had to send it off to a pen pal. Mm -hmm. And then... Because God has a plan. Come on. Right? That's right. He calls up the, the pen pal and says, any chance you still have any of those? Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> and she has them all. That's right. So, that's right. You know, Hallelujah. It reminds we may have me church of the, up in here. That's right. Saying. Yeah. Amen. It reminds me of Joseph in jail, right? And that's like, right. where was God? And yep. he was an innocent man and he's in jail, but he's rising him up for something that's great right. That's to right. rule over Egypt and to save his family. And so we've just got to remember in those dark times when we can't feel or hear God that he is working Amen. and i'll quote you behind the scenes satan is a liar say he is a liar the devil is a liar you know and and that's just to give somebody encouragement today that no matter what's happening or has happened in your life god's got you that's right god's got you and he's gonna raise you up to places that you never even thought you could ever ever go to and those same people that were downing you and dogging you out oh they're gonna be ashamed but you won't be ashamed boo because God's got you. And next comes communion, folks. Preach. (laughs) (laughs) And we're not even taking up offering. I'm just saying. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Perfect church. I like it at church. They have this, like, um, chicken wire in the corner. I'm like, what is chicken wire within the corner? And you, like, write what you're grateful for, and you roll it up on a little piece of paper, and then you stick it in the chicken wire. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I like that. (laughs) Okay. I like although, that a lot. Although, if you would like to donate to Angie's church here, right, you can do that. All right. Good news, AngieAustin.com. We're always looking for donations, just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, sister. Mm-hmm. Just to follow up, I love the idea that you said that God's got you. I think the challenge for your listeners is let him get you. 
Let him get. That's good, girl. That's good. Let him get you. Come on. You know, realize that get past yourself and get past you know all the roadblocks that we sometimes put in front of us, but others put in front of us Uh too. But remembering that God's got you. Like I think that's. Come on, and girl. allowing to to embrace that and walk into that, I think that's where that. the fortune starts. That's all right. Well, I think wow. we don't slow down enough to hear God speak to us that we're so busy. Absolutely. And that it's not like a text you're going to get or he doesn't come down the chimney like, you know, Santa Claus, that he's not going to, you know, bring the pizza and be like, hey, by the way, I'm Jesus and I have a word for you. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they, I mean, Run. it's just, it's not. <laughs> right, right. I mean, right. it's like we, we just expect this, like, email from Jesus. No, like. <laughs> you have to quiet your mind. You've got to slow down your life a little to hear our friend Robbie calls it a wog, a weekend alone with God. Or she, yeah, yeah. Or she goes, you can do a hog. You can do an hour alone with God. Uh, but, you know, like you go Robbie. to a park and sit by a lake and, you know, bring a journal and bring Amen. your Bible or your favorite Christian book and just take a moment to slow down your life and stop distracting yourself with so many things going on. Yes, Lord. And Beatrice, you said to me the other day that you woke up and you just did the grief of losing your husband recently really hit you and I said how did you get out of it because you're such a prayer warrior and you were met with other Christians that day you happened to have uh, you know time planned with them for something else but they were encouraging you and that's another thing I think is really important that when you are looking for encouragement that to go to people that you respect, that have your best interests at heart, mm-hmm. that, you know, fellow Christians who really love God and aren't going to be the ones that if you're having maybe an issue with your marriage, they're going to be like, oh, come on, girl, let's go out and party. We can, we, you need some beers. You just need to get <laughs> out and let loose. You just need to forget about him. I agree. He's a jerk. That's not really the counsel no. you need right. no way. when you are feeling low. No. You know, you not. need to, birds of a feather flock together. That's and you right. need to find people that you respect who have good marriages, good families, That's right. uh, treat their parents well and go to them for your encouragement and support yes. amen and that that's true you. It, it really did because I was ready to throw in the towel and and just you know just looking at the loss of my husband and now I've got to do it all by myself or you know that's what my fat mind is thinking but you know what but God but God because God. God's got me you know and he surrounds me with people I have such a network of people who have grieved with me but they're also putting their arms around me and saying, come on, girl, come on, come on. But Beatrice got you. said, I woke up and I wanted to pull the blanket up and be done with it. I was I like, did. what? I was saying. I wanted to pull the blanket up and come get me now, Lord. I'm That's done. I'm, pull, I'm not now. getting out of the bed. I'm pulling the blanket up. It's a That's good it. thing he doesn't listen to us. I know, I know. <laughs> you say that, brother. <laughs> I, I need you. Oh, Lord. So. He's going to be up there laughing going, Beatrice, you can just... You can have a sleep-in day if you want, but that's about all you're going to get. That's I'm all you're going. pulling up the for you. For an extra <laughs> You've probably seen button. him laughing at me too, haven't you? <laughs> it's that's all good. Funny. God's like, uh-uh, you've already named the RV the Sermonator. You I can't know that's turn right. back now. I, I, in the road the Sermonator. Right. <sighs> I can sell it, Lord. I can sell it to Eric. <laughs> can you imagine Wrote the people again. that wouldn't get, you know, touched by, you know, your spirit and your encouragement if you decided to, to give up on your dreams? Amen. And, you know, some, and when I look at that, that's what keeps me going, too, because I know that people are waiting on me. They're dependent on God using me to get to them, to just speak a word that may bring life. Yes, especially the military that you're yeah. going to focus on. I mean, some of them are hanging on by a thread. Yeah. 
you know, they need your words of encouragement and you've been through it and you can really connect in that fashion. So. Well, and I was telling Barbara the other day how you're the epitome, I think, of what um, uh, Lupe and Barbara have a big event coming up. They'll tell you about it right now. But a second act and Beatrice, I said, is the perfect second act person who uh, at eight years old got a typewriter. She hid under her blankets again, not getting out of the bed uh, <laughs> with a flashlight so she could type late at night and write her stories wow. and then had all these other careers as a truck driver, drill sergeant, hairdresser. And now uh, when she was in her 50s, became a writer and a speaker. So you guys, we have about a minute left. Tell us about um, Second Act BizCon. Yeah, interesting enough, what she just said, I was whispering over to, to Lupe, we feel like with Second Act BizCon that it's our chance to also deliver the same message to help other women get passed through and over um, what they may be feeling about being in their second act of life. Because in actuality, at 40 and 50, which is what we are, um, and a lot of us at this table, uh, some people feel as if it's over um, or, or where to go. Our event, secondactbizcon.com, is exactly um, crafted to help those women figure out where they're going at 40 and 50 career and lifestyle-wise. We've got and a we good have lineup. a lot of years left. I a mean, lot, 30 really to 40 years these days. Another career, a whole yes. other career. Yes, a lot of military people do when they retire at 37. Yes. My, my dad did at 37. Yeah. Start a whole new career. Right, I love Ooh. that. Yeah. And don't forget the 60s, baby. Hello. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> got the 60s covered. All right. We'll be right back. The good news of Jesus for you in high definition radio and streaming at 670kltt.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. All right, I have Melissa. She's an ambassador with ARC. You know I love ARC. I get great deals there, but the money goes back to the community and helps so many people. Melissa, tell me about ARC. ARC is just an amazing foundation who helps people with intellectual disabilities, and it's just amazing. I love working there. I've worked there for almost five years. Well, and I feel like there's a family environment there. Now, when I shop at ARC, we always say shopping with a purpose. So let's say I spend $10 at ARC, but how does it help other people? When you buy stuff at the ARC, it helps people with intellectual disabilities. It helps the community. I like working at the ARC thrift store. It's really fun. So. Well, I think you have such a fantastic personality. I think one of the best things about ARC are the ambassadors like yourself because I think you guys are the heart of the organization and I find so much positivity and encouragement and I want ARC to come to my house with a truck. What do I call? You call 303-238-JANE. Again, the number is 303-238-JANE. The website is arcthrift.org. Again, it's arcthrift.org. You rock, Melissa. Thank you for coming in to talk to me about art. Hi, it's Angie. Thanks so much for listening to The Good News. If you like The Good News program and you'd like to support us, we need to partner up with businesses to keep this show going. I'd really like to keep it on the air and I need advertisers in order to do that. And I'd love to partner with you and help you build your business or your website. Maybe you're a nonprofit and you'd like to do an interview and you'd like to donate to us so that we can help you get donations as well. AngieAustinRadio.com AngieAustinRadio.com Just click on Contact Me. I would would love to partner up with you. I think this is a great program. We've been on the air for about seven years now, and I think a lot of people have gotten a ray of sunshine and some faith and even a little fun from this program. So if you'd like to support us, please go to AngieAustinRadio.com. We would like to help you build your business or nonprofit as well. AngieAustinRadio.com and click on contact. I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to help you build your business. 
Welcome back. Angie Austin here. Now, I know a lot of you are afraid of the dentist, and I'm an odd person because one of my favorite things to do is get my teeth cleaned. And I don't tell many people that because it sounds so weird, but I just love getting my teeth cleaned. So I religiously go to the dentist. So I admittedly haven't had to have a lot of work done, but my mom would rather give birth to another baby, which isn't going to happen, by the way, than go to the doc, uh, the dentist because she's so fearful of the dentist. Well, there are so many new techniques coming out, and I really wanted to investigate this a little deeper. It's called biomimetic dentistry, and joining us is Dr. Matt Najad. He is a renowned Beverly Hills dentist, and he is with uh, Helm, Najad, and Stanley Dentistry. And I have to be honest with you, Dr. Najad, I have never, and I hear about everything because I read so many news stories every day. I'm on the air four hours a day, and I have never heard of biomimetic dentistry. Welcome. Well, first of all, thank you for having me, and it's an honor to be here. And yeah, uh, biomedic dentistry is something that's been going on for past, uh, I would say, 20 years, but in the past 10 years, it's been gaining momentum, and it's something I'm really excited to practice, and I actually love when I hear patients that are afraid of dentistry because it really doesn't have to be that way, and it's not just biomedic dentistry, but it's one of my passions to actually work with patients that have that and show them it doesn't have to be that way because a lot of the times these like fears and these experiences have to do with either outdated techniques, traditional style, or even like assembly line, like big corporate structure dental offices that kind of took away the patient-centered experience so it's really like one of my favorite things to show a patient doesn't have to be that way and work with them and get to like a much better place where they're comfortable you know and I would totally agree with you because you know I take my kids in obviously every six months and make my mother go and my husband so there's six of us and we have moved around dentists a couple of times just because we've moved and I have to be honest with you we have had completely different experiences at times where one dentist really my kids experienced a lot of pain and another dentist that they said they didn't even you know notice the pain or the shot so I don't understand how they can have completely different pain experiences with different dentists and I think you you hit it that there's different techniques and advancements that maybe some people aren't embracing and I like when I was reading about uh, this uh, style of dentistry that there's this holistic approach and preserving more natural tooth structures Hello, who wouldn't want to do that? So let's talk about more more about what it means, the biomimetic de- dentistry. Of course. Okay, so biomimetic dentistry, it's, it's mainly a treatment philosophy. And it's the concept that, you know, the teeth, believe it or not, are so naturally well-evolved and they're very successful. Even though we have cavities and so on in the mouth, in the oral environment, it's hard to have something that can withstand and do everything that we, you know, demand of a tooth. It's got to be able to chew and withstand clenching and um, be resistant to bacteria and so on. So the tooth is remarkably well adapted at doing that. So the idea of biomimetics is, you know, why are we taking taking a tooth and shaving it down, putting like a metal crown on it, if the natural tooth has like an enamel and a dentin layer that are nothing like metal. So biomimetic says, let's study the natural tooth, all its properties, and try to replicate it. And that's what biomimetic means. Bio means biology or nature, and mimetic means to copy. So it's let's copy nature, let's try to save and preserve as much tooth as possible and restore the teeth that are damaged without shaving a whole bunch of healthy part away and that is possible. It's been 
always been a paradigm. I mean, always people wanted to save teeth, but there are so many limitations, like my filling will fall out or the tooth won't be strong if I don't take more of it away, that have kind of dominated the field for years and years and years. But science and the evolution of all these techniques, especially adhesion, which is like gluing. So the ability to glue parts of a tooth back together, I'm simplifying it, but you know, the ability to like add on without having to shave more has evolved because adhesion has gotten better and better and better. And now it's so remarkably strong and well suited for the mouth that it works so, so, so well. So we can save teeth without shaving more away and give patients things that look better, feel better, last as long as traditional, if not more. And then they avoid the big, big complications that really can be avoided, such as lots of times a root canal can be avoided and fractures. You know, the more of the tooth you keep, the better in the long run for you keeping that tooth for life. That makes complete sense to me that, you know, the way we've evolved, the tooth is a beautiful thing. And I've always been fearful of when I hear people getting really invasive um, uh, techniques that maybe remove the tooth and replace it with something else. Maybe that's my obsession with getting my teeth clean so much because I want to keep what I have. And so... Um, in terms of pain, I would assume keeping uh, your natural teeth is better, but also for function, you really can't get any better than what you're born with, right? Absolutely. I mean, these uh, traditional, first of all, traditional techniques like silver fillings or even white fillings that are not done with the right approach. Like, cause you can do a white filling that's like, you know, it's called a composite, but like a tooth color filling, it can be done quick and sloppy, or it can be done with, you know, care, precision and time. And there is a difference. So they're not all the same, but what happens is with traditional techniques, you take away a lot of tooth and then some complications, you kind of hit it on the head there. If you have like a complication with traditional techniques, sometimes it means the tooth fractured so bad that now it needs a root canal or when you shave a lot of tooth away to save it, sometimes you irritate it. You know, that's, that's a known fact. Like, we want to be as conservative as possible. The less we shave and the more of the tooth we keep, the less likelihood of this pain that can be avoided. Like, for example, you get a crown, sometimes it hurts and sensitive, and then the ultimate result is, okay, now you need to get a root canal, which is removing the nerve. That can be avoided by keeping more, and it's that's really what's been kind of driving demand for consumers and patients they've been i've had patients come to me that say like it doesn't make sense like you want to make my tooth stronger but you want to shave like what you know the half that's left off and that's exactly the problem and those things do lead to the complications like root canals and when you get a root canal sometimes it won't last i mean sometimes it can last but a lot of times it won't last for life a root canal a tooth that's been root canal has a worse prognosis in the long run than a tooth that is vital and alive and that should make perfect sense well, we can't all get Dr. Najad. We can't all get you. But other dentists uh, take part in this training. Um, you work with the father of this type of dentistry, per se. You know the, uh, and then you offer training. Is that right? That's right. So I was very fortunate. You know, I went into dental school not knowing that I was going to do this type of dentistry. I went to USC. It's a very good school, and they yeah. teach this type of dentistry. It's part of the program. And I kind of fell in love with the uh, concept and the mentor or the teacher that really kind of brought it here. I had the opportunity to work with him very closely, become his friend, and work with him for the past 10 years. And so one thing is everybody at the school is trained in this way. But what happens is they go, they come out, they get a job. And if the workforce or the job market 
it's still traditional. It tends to be everything you learned is erased in the first couple of years. You know, you learn one thing, but you come out and you do something else. It's gone. So I've seen my own classmates come take my training, but that's the whole point of the training that I'm doing. It's not only for people that have learned it before, but haven't, you know, like implemented it, but more importantly for people that never learned it because this hasn't been around for 45 years, you know, um, just the, the adhesion, which is the bonding has been around since like, you know, 1960s, but it's gotten better, better, better. Back then it was very kind of limited use. So yeah, I teach these courses almost twice a month and I travel around. I do them at local study clubs. We do workshops. I do my own courses. My favorites when I do the course is four days. So it's the full training that I have and we teach like the science, the techniques, and the goal is to help people implement this in their office. And that's what we're doing. So I want your website. Okay, great. So the website, it's Biomimetic. So it's B-I-O-M-I-M-E-T-I-C. Biomimetic Dentistry ce.com ce means continued education so you go to that website and i list my my own courses because the other courses i do are like invitations to local clubs so they're not open for people that are interested in learning but i also have a list of other people that have taken the course more recently so when patients are looking for people sometimes they can find people that have had the training but i only implemented that thing more recently so i've mm-hmm. trained hundreds of dentists but we have like maybe 20 on there but my goal is to like help it grow and be able to help patients find someone in their area well that's the next question i was going to ask is uh, so people around the country that are listening if they want to find a dentist that they don't have to be fearful about going to what are you know do they i I know some dentists will meet with you before and you know have a little discussion about their techniques etc what's your best advice for finding someone in their local area that meshes with them yeah, exactly. So my my recommendation, because, you know, unfortunately, talk is cheap. So a lot of people can say something on the website. You should go and, you know, do a couple consultations. I mean, it's a big decision. Like your teeth, you know, you can't you can't have like what I see all too often is someone gets their tooth treated. And then in the temporary or even after it's finished, that's when they have remorse and want to fix it or it doesn't feel good. The better decision and cheaper usually is to do a little bit of upfront legwork and, you know, interview a few people. So one search on the internet, find some people that look promising. There is my website, but there's also a few others. There's one called findabiomimeticdentist.com and um, that's the goal of that. It's a directory, but it's a paid directory. Keep in mind that means that like, to really be on there, you have to like pay their yearly fee. And I would also say that just because you're on there doesn't ensure any level of quality, but it's a good start. So you go there, take a look at who's in your area, and then pay the consultation fee or sometimes there's free consultations depends on the person but go talk to them ask them some questions you know the people that come to me have so many questions and they've done their research that they know that I am really doing what I say I'm doing and then they've told me they've seen other people with mixed or a variety of different levels like some really beat around the question and don't seem to really know the content and others are kind of in between so I think you go to a few people you ask them how it works maybe ask them about the materials and if you feel confident I think that's fine I mean there's dentistry has like a threshold where it is good enough but the problem is a lot of it is not good enough there's a lot of dentistry traditional dentistry or cheaper budget dentistry that it's really just a band-aid and it has like a 
a five-year shelf life, you know, or a 10-year shelf Like, it's something that's not necessarily designed to last for life. And you want to try to find the person that believes the restoration will last 20, 30 years, and it's going to conserve tooth structure. And it takes a little bit of, like, interviewing. I, I don't know everyone in every area, so when people ask me, I'd love to be able to say confidently that this person is good. But I would have to do the same thing they would have to do. Ask some questions, talk to them, get a sense for how the offices run, and make a decision. Well, Dr. Najad, so helpful, the information you've given us today, and I completely agree with you. It's like when you find that dentist that clicks with you, and I've probably seen hmm, 10, it really does make a difference, and not just clicks with you, but is preserving the teeth you have to the best of his or her ability, and also with you know minimal pain, if possible. And uh, so important to find that person that's right for you. And Dr. Najad, give us your website one more time. So there's biomimeticdentistryce.com, and that's where I do my conferences. I'm also really excited about my first time going to London and Manchester this year. So I'm going to be teaching courses out there, which is a really amazing experience. I've always wanted to go there, and I've had a lot of colleagues there contacting me in the past asking when I'm going to come or how, you know, how they can get me out there. So we have a website for that, too, and that's Grant Schwartz, that's S-C-H-W. W-A-R-T-Z dot com slash conferences. And that's where I'll have my courses for London and Manchester in September of this year. Wonderful. Thank you, doctor. Thank you so much for having me. Rejuvenation on the Rocks is a cutting-edge medical facility in Greenwood Village that will have you looking and feeling your best. Roxy O'Brien transforms lives using a non-surgical revolutionary treatment called Cool Sculpting that targets, freezes, and eliminates fat cells in the areas of your body that are resistant to diet and exercise. With this non-invasive and effective procedure, you will start to see a difference fast. And the best part is that as a Good News listener, you will receive a buy three, get one free special on your Cool Sculpting package. Call Roxy at Rejuvenation on the Rocks at 720-328-9094 or go to Rejuvenation on the Rocks that's Rejuvenation on the ROX.com to start your cool sculpting package and be sure to tell Roxy that you are a good news listener to receive your special pricing deal Having fun in the mountains is easy year-round with YMCA of the Rockies. Come fill your spring days and nights with our exciting programs and entertaining activities. At YMCA Estes Park Center, we love spring in the Rockies. This year, YMCA spring break activities start on March 8th. The fun never stops at the YMCA of the Rockies spring break. Get out there and enjoy some springtime hiking and activities like wildlife and ecology classes, guided hikes into Rocky Mountain National Park, or even fun and entertaining bug classes for the kids. YMCA Estes Park is the ideal family vacation located in a stunning environment that helps build healthy minds, bodies, and spirits for all. At the YMCA of the Rockies, we love to provide real bonding experiences for families of all sizes. Go to ymcarockies.org. Fill your spring break with fun, exciting, and affordable family adventures at YMCA of the Rockies. Go to ymcarockies.org to book your stay today. Well, hello and welcome back. This is producer Dave. I'm taking the reins on this one. Um, I have the opportunity to talk to a special friend of the show, somebody named Barbie Adler. She is the Selective Search founder and president of, uh, of, of a group that what they do is they kind of develop a way for you to analyze dating sites and how uh, she's a relationship expert and she helps you go out and find the person who could be the one 
And uh, despite your very busy schedule and living in this fast-paced life, hi, how are you today, Barbie? Hi, I'm great. Thanks for having me. Great, great. And did I say that right? You kind of help people, despite all the challenges, find somebody to be part of their life? Yes, correct. Selective Search is the leading uh, luxury matchmaking service. We have the highest success rate in the industry, and we work with commitment-minded individuals looking for love, and we do it with a lot of integrity and a lot of passion and work to make sure that we find um, our clients the love of their life. Now, you say outsourcing your love life. Uh, what exactly does that mean? Well, if you think about it, our lives are busier than ever, and people um, know that, to, that, that outsourcing to an expert is the best way that they're going to get the best experience, whether that's outsourcing your finances to a personal advisor or, or hiring a personal chef, anything that can make people's lives easy, easier. But when it comes to your love life, people just think they have to do it the hard way and they're going to meet the right person. But blind dates lead to blind alleys. And we believe there's a better, smarter way. And we believe in dating strategically helps you meet your love of your life a lot faster and also helps you meet the right person. Um, oftentimes, people that are successful professionally have kind of blind spots on of, of how they could be successful personally. So we always say if anyone wants to next level their love life and they're ready to meet the love of their life, Selective Search is the right resource to help people find love. And um, I know that your um, viewers are uh, Christian and are looking for um, good things in life, and that's why they're listening to your show. And we are here to help be a resource to your listeners for someone that is just maybe have, hasn't been lucky in love or is a, a free agent and knows their self-worth and wants to meet a like-minded individual. And the whole reason why we are in business for the last 20 years is because we're successfully matching individuals all over the country, um, including all over Colorado. And um, this is my life's mission, and the higher calling is to help people find the love of their life. Well, that's uh, it's a beautiful mission. I think uh, I think I you know I am madly in love, and so it it definitely helps me get through every single day. Um, and I think that is very important. And not everybody can do it. I like this idea of outsourcing, you know, kind of your dating life and figuring out how to get somebody else to get you in there. Um, it's funny to me that running your business, Selective Search, is sort of like dating. You know, like getting somebody. You know, you should be looking for something specific for what you want out of a matchmaking firm and you're saying that you kind of uh, use your matchmaking ability to find out whether you're a good match for the actual each one of your clients. Right. I mean, if you think about it, you most times you just are introduced by someone or you just think you're going to meet this person out and about. And if that doesn't happen, um, it, it's the de definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. <laughs> so why not take matters into your own hands and just like anything about being successful involves taking action, and uh, sometimes people have a bad picker, and they have the best of intentions of beating the right person, but if you know what you're looking for and, and you aren't able to find that on your own, there's nothing wrong. In fact, you know, you, this is what people are doing these days because they understand the value of their time, and also life is meant to be shared. Like you said, you're madly in love with your wife, which is awesome, and you get it. It's like... Nothing's better than having a supportive, loving relationship. Yeah. We're busier now than ever. Just because you have a full calendar doesn't mean that your heart is fulfilled. So people that are craving real, meaningful relationships, um, you can never be too old to find love. 
and we're here to help you meet that special someone. Right. Well, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful message. And um, I want to thank you for being on the show. This has been a great pleasure. Can you tell us one more time where anyone who's maybe thinking or considering this could contact you and figure out where, where to go and what to do next? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's two ways to participate. You become a client or there's a program that has no fee involved whatsoever so you can fix it with our clients. You can reach us at selectedsearch.com uh, or call 866-592-1200, but we're on the web, selectivesearch.com. Selectivesearch.com. Thank you so much, Barbie. Thank you for being here, and I uh, applaud you and your beautiful message and your beautiful mission. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at angieaustinradio.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.